Hey y'all, Caitlin here with a quick message before we jump into today's episode. If you are enjoying the Roaring D20s podcast, we would really appreciate it if you checked out our Patreon. The funds from our Patreon go directly into supporting the podcast and 100% none of it is going into paying off my copious amount of debt. When you join the Patreon, you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive post-show and get the next episode early. So when you finish today's episode, you can immediately listen to the next one before it is available to the public, and it is completely ad-free. If you would like to throw a few gold our way, go to patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. That's patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. We would love to see you guys there. Thank you, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s. I am your oddly terrifying dungeon master, Scott Jones, and today we have a, uh, a slightly slightly smaller cast than usual, but we'll go into that in just a moment as I let the present cast introduce themselves. Hey, this is Caitlin McKegg playing Caitlin McKegg, and uh, I am still very pissed at Creeley and probably a full red tiefling still of embarrassment. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris, and I play Marcus, and I'm... Oddly angry at Keely right now for the trouble that she put us through. Everybody, this is Jesse playing Bartholomew Sinclair, and I'm fully naked. <laughs> and that's his only intro comment. So uh, <sighs> as you might have noticed, we are missing Josh and Jacob. But since Jacob is having a tea party with an archdruid and Josh is currently lost in its subconscious uh, terrors, that's actually going to work out a little bit well for this episode. So we're going to focus on uh, the interactions with the Acnari today. So when last we met, we had mentioned that... Uh, the three of you had made it to the village after your friends Uther and Gork ran headlong into the fog wall with a rope attached to them. They vanished. The rope broke. And the three of you were left wondering, what the fuck do we do now? Greatly offered to lead you over to the Akhnari, but warned you that they had very specific customs that needed to be adhered to, including the fact that they were nudists. Listening to her advice... You stripped down, some of you more than others, and made your way into their camp or their village, only to find that Creeley had completely lied to you. <laughs> and everyone there is fully clothed. Ridiculous. Uh, Bartholomew had uh, an awkward encounter with a gnome. I'll just leave uh... it at that. <laughs> oh, I, I, really, the gnome had an awkward encounter with me. <laughs> Bartholomew had a fun encounter. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I'd say uh... that. <laughs> it was uh, an encounter. <laughs> Bartholomew had an encounter. So at present, we have Marcus and Greeley are currently in the tent with the leader of the Aknari, who has just handed her a platinum piece. <laughs> and that's where we're going to begin today's session. Marcus looks at Creeley with a seething, you did what look? <laughs> Creeley just kind of takes the platinum piece. She kind of turns it in her fingers a little bit. <laughs> and she just falls on the ground, turns over on her back and just starts laughing. Like this is a full on cackle that she is letting out right now. Marcus, like, just stands up and, like, folds his arms and says, Our friends are in trouble right now, and you think pranks are... 
necessary. She just keeps laughing. Monica's just size. I like I'm still beside myself because of the stupid thing that happened. Honestly, <laughs> uh, so the leader of the acne I will actually hold up a hand and say, "I must apologize. This is not entirely her fault. This was a sort of bet that we had." And he just sort of stops and he says, mm, I think she'd better explain it. She'd be better at explaining it. And Creeley at this point is still just kind of rolling around on the ground, just letting out this like at this point, she's starting to choke a little bit as she's laughing just because she's laughing so hard. You assume she's probably choking on her saliva a little bit. Did, did she uh, did she drop the platinum piece while she's just flailing around? <laughs> Let me roll for it. Nope, she's she's got a tight grip on it. Dang. Okay. So, Marcus, what do you do? Well, Creeley, care to explain? <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel Caitlin from outside the tent. I know I'm not there, and I don't know what's happening. But I'm like, yeah, you better fucking choke and die. Make a make a perception check, both of you. Uh, I got a seventeen. You got a natural twenty for twenty-three. <laughs> Caitlin, you're turning bright red. <laughs> you're turning the color that Maitland and Laitland tend to turn after oh had a few too many. Your embarrassment is keeping you from focusing on what's going on inside the tent. You're far more focused on what's going on outside of the tent. The scream from the gnome that ran into Bartholomew, the awkward stares of passersby, the guard who's with you currently, who is trying very his very best to look the other direction while keeping an eye on you. You don't. <laughs> so he's notice like it. looking over our heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't notice it, Bartholomew. The minute Creeley is summoned into the tent, you want to know what's going on. If if uh, Marcus had to go in alone, why is Creeley suddenly being summoned in? You hear the laughter almost immediately, and it just doesn't stop. <laughs> and it I'm gets gonna... to the point where you you wonder why Caitlin isn't more focused on it. <laughs> yeah. So my I... head is buzzing like a buzzed beast. <laughs> like a buzzed beast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so I'll look over and see Caitlin getting uh, brighter, and, and I'll kind of saunter up to her and put an arm around her, and I'm like, I think <laughs> Creeley's laughing at us. I, I think she's I, I think she's beside herself. I mean, really? how do you feel about all this? <laughs> It'll be okay, Caitlin. And I, as I kind of like shake her uh, with with the arm that's wrapped around her. My head She'll... keeps going further and further up to just not even look at Bartholomew. <laughs> it was just a, it was just a prank, but she's in there laughing at us. That's not very nice. Listen, Caitlin, I know I know he said he was shaking his head, but I think he meant um. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My God. Oh dear. You think that crossed the line? <laughs> oh. oh God. Oh God. Yeah. So I I'm just like yeah I I'm not. Ugh, if you hear her laughing, I'm going to kick her butt so hard. God, and our stuff. And then this is so humiliating. We meet a new new people and I'm like almost naked. This sucks. 
She's a very bad dog. <laughs> yeah, she is. You, you can have inspiration for that. <laughs> Perfect. All right, that was pretty funny. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. All right, so back inside the tent, uh, Makas, you've just asked Creeley if uh, she could explain herself. Creeley, after a solid five minutes of just laughing, you can see that she is out of breath. She is trying to contain it, and she just lies back on her back looking up at you and just says, Oh my god, it was so worth it. So you remember how I told you I went through the fog? Yes. Well, I sort of lost my mind for a little bit. I think we talked about that too. Um, and well, it was the Acnari that, that that found me wandering. And after all the rumors I'd heard about them and 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 some of the things that they'd done, I just I I. I was afraid, but as it turns out, they're they're very nice people. And the chief and I made a bet. I said I could convince the next people that came by that they were nudists. He said that that wasn't possible. He said nobody would be stupid enough to believe that. And so I bet him 10 platinum pieces, or I'm sorry, 10 gold pieces. (laughs) And he agreed. I, listen, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be you guys. I didn't even know you were on the rings. Next time I see the rest of hell, I'm going to have a very long conversation with Bella. Oh, it won't be the, it won't be the first. <laughs> trust me, trust me. It won't be the first. <laughs> mm. I'll make it up to you. I'll buy I'll, I'll, I'll buy the big man of ale when we get him out of there. Yes, and we should get him out of there. And I kind of like look towards the chief and like, uh, like I've been having my arms folded, my size's arms folded towards um, Greeley and he kind of like goes to chief and he like opens up uh, his hands and he's uh, kind of with a very pleading look like, uh, chief, you have to understand that we did lose two of our friends in the fog and kind of like motions his like privies that he's in. I and the rest of my group are willing to go through anything to try to get them back. That's why I stand before you here today like this. It wasn't stupidity, it's desperation. The chief decides not to make a comment about the similarities between the two. And that's mostly because Scott decided that the chief wouldn't make a comment like that, even though Scott desperately wanted to make a comment about it. Come on, that was a good speech. That was good. I've grown as a person, you see. I've matured. I'm just, I'm just picturing because you had your arms crossed and like when you let when you like released it, mm-hmm. it just like let out this like all this tension just exuding off of your body. It's <laughs> like just the release of the tension and the sweat and baby oh powder. That, that was a pre-show reference. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like at this, at this point we need to record a pre-show, right? <laughs> a pre-show and a post-show. All of these days. Half of our good shit comes in the pre-show. <laughs> okay. It's weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're weird like that. Marcus, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Okay. Here goes my f- f- stirring speech. 
I gotta keep it on the table. Oh, never mind. Uh, I got a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Ah, sorry, the DC was 40, so... You get no help and you're ejected from the village. Fuck! Um, you see what you see what happens when we're down several members? I just I can't I can't stay focused. That's just on me. That's on me, guys. My bad. No, you're good. Um, so okay, the village chief will look at you and he'll say, "Why don't Why don't you go and get your friends, and we'll have a chat about exactly why you're here." Very well. Um, I would also like to procure uh, things too before I return, if that is all right with you, chief. Certainly, certainly. If you'd like, we can have the guards get them for you. I have a lot of knives. <laughs> and, and? I would want them to hurt themselves. I can assure you that they know how to handle a knife. Or, you know, lose one. You're more than welcome <laughs> to go and get your things. Greeley, why don't you stay here? Greeley just, just kind of holds up a thumbs up. <laughs> Still on the ground. Marcus like shoots Creely a look and then like looks back to the chief and kind of like bows respectfully and uh, excuses himself out of the tent. And he just kind of like walks and kind of just walks through Caitlin and uh, uh, Bartholomew. Uh, yeah, as you uh, leave, you do see Marcus? you do see Caitlin. Caitlin, you're very focused on trying really hard not to look at Bartholomew right now. So you walk out. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, and you see on your left is a guard who's looking straight at you as you come out of the tent, and on your right is Bartholomew, still completely naked, with his <laughs> arm thrown over Caitlin, just kind of shaking her vigorously, and you can see she has turned beet red. <laughs> uh, we're doing this for Uther and Gork. We're doing this for Uther and Gork. We're doing this for Uther and Gork. Oh, we're Marcus. doing this for Uther and Gork. We're, go we're getting our things. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, well, that's wonderful. And I start heading towards where we've stashed our stuff in the forest. I like kind of do a weird like when a friend is done with a hug and I roll out of Bartholomew's like <laughs> arm swing and I'm like beelining it after Marcus. <laughs> you gonna let her do that, Bartholomew? <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, I'm gonna win this one. <laughs> there's a part of me that 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 wants to, but at the same time. I've accomplished my goal, which which was <laughs> to make Caitlyn feel uncomfortable for a small period of time. Great. Last thanks. time I overdid it, I got hit in the face real hard and, and laid on my ass, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, as all of you walk out, what's everyone's passive perception? Uh, uh, mine is 13. Yeah, 15. Caitlyn, you hear a sharp, high-pitched sound coming from inside the tent. And then as you three turn and walk towards your things, the guard turns and follows you. Okay. Interesting. I guess I'll just kind of stay alert a little bit. I mean, I assume maybe the high pitch was just like a signal for them to follow us or stay with us or something, but I'm just going to keep my ears open and eyes open while we get our stuff. <laughs> Okay. So you make your way back out of the encampment of the Agnari and back into the forest. You takes you a little bit to find. In fact, Marcus, you're leading this party. Oh boy. Give me a survival check. Oh, oh god, I'm Marcus. Not good at the Can I have Caitlin help me? 
I'm good at survival. No. <laughs> and you know why? It's because you said I walk right past them. <laughs> I- Nine. Nine. (laughs) You get a little turned around trying to head back to where you had stashed your things, but eventually you pick up the knife trail. And I mean literally, as you had dropped several (laughs) knives, supposedly, on your way. Oh my god, instead of (laughs) breadcrumbs. Yeah, you just have knives sticking out of the ground. Jesus. So eventually you do catch a, a glint of metal out of the corner of your eye, and you see a knife that was not quite stashed properly when you had put your belongings down. And that does lead you back to where you had stashed your clothing. After a couple of minutes, you are able to get dressed. Should you choose to, Bartholomew, you're welcome to stay naked. I mean, it seems like everybody wants you to put my clothes back on, so... <laughs> it's, it's a public service at this point. Hey, they, yeah. don't, speak, they don't speak for me and, and the rest of the village. I speak for the rest of the village. Well, I speak for th- me and that poor gnome. Think of the gnome. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the gnome. That's exactly it. <laughs> I will put my clothes back on. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I one? also say thank God. Which one? Thank God. Uh, uh, <laughs> Whichever oh one God. is tailoring or something like that. <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> the God of tailors. I don't actually know what the God of tailors in this universe would be. I'll I was trying, that. Or crafting I was trying so or hard. something. I'm trying to think of some type of like sewing pun, and it's really not. <gasps> I got one. I got one. Threadulous. Okay, <laughs> Threadulous. <laughs> Magis, you lose inspiration. Oh, God. God. Oh, man. That, was, that was bad. That, that was, was just bad. bad. That was so good. Threadulous. I <laughs> uh, was so bad. <laughs> Wouldn't it be uh, threadful because they don't they don't lack thread? That just doesn't roll off the tongue. No, I know it doesn't. Please ignore me. I'll take I'll I'll take negative inspiration. Caitlin, you also lose inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, I'm actually going to implement that. Or if you make a joke that's bad enough, your next roll's a disadvantage, no matter what. (laughs) Then all of us would be fucked. You know that. I don't know. Jesse made a pretty good one earlier. Okay, you know. Don't worry, I'll open my mouth again at some point and lose it. So. Listen. <laughs> Can people please leave a comment on this episode and let Scott know that that was a great joke? Thank you. Yeah, please. Nobody's uh, gonna after think after that Threadulous was a great joke. It's a great joke. <laughs> no one is going yeah. to think that that was a great joke. Go, go to Twitter and at the RD20s and anyone who says Threadulous no, was the best, that. I will retweet at it. Scones McJones, you <laughs> at me directly. <laughs> You tell me directly if you thought that shit was funny, so I can add you to my block list. <laughs> okay, add add both add, add both Scones McJones and the RD20s, and RD20s won't block you, but we'll retweet you so that Scott keeps seeing it. That seems like an abuse of power, Caitlin. I'm, just I'm sorry right if now. I've, I'm sorry if I've sewn past the line, Scott. Okay, I'm kicking him out of the call. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I knew there was a follow-up. I knew Guys. that there was going to be a fucking follow-up. We can't be too angry or else we're going to pop some seams in our relationship, okay? Caitlin, stop! He's on pins and needles! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm so happy. Okay, what's... <laughs> <laughs> Cut 
it out. Cut it out. <laughs> Scott, you think we can patch things up? <laughs> All I got to say is I'm ashamed of you both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Marcus, make a deck save at disadvantage. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Dexterity saving throw, disadvantage. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Uh, the dice gods favored me today. <laughs> it was worth it. And As you're sitting there, dressing yourselves, discussing amongst yourselves who the god of uh, clothing would be, I suppose. <laughs> Just... You hear a screeching sound coming from the forest. The guard shouts, duck! But Marcus, you're too engrossed with the conversation to listen. You're not quite fast enough. As something dives down towards you. You hear a swiping sound. You take three points of slashing damage. <gasps> and two of your knives are gone. <gasps> oh no! It was worth it. As something dark and furry slips down out of the trees. Hits you across the face, grabs your belongings, and flees. My knives. Oh no. Wait, was it the gnome? Oh, no. <laughs> Time to delete two daggers. Wow. See, the best part is like like I I I I want to I want to let the viewers know that it will always be funny, even if I hate the jokes that they make, and that this as my recompense, as my revenge as a DM. It, is I, I hope that you guys as players know that by giving you this as my revenge, it, it's not meant to deter you. Because Marcus, yes. I think that only leaves you with 13 daggers. I did delete two <laughs> daggers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> so just be aware that my DM punishments for bad jokes are not real punishments. <laughs> Oh, it you was still... worth it. <laughs> so you've got about like eight more bad jokes in you, Marcus, before you lose all <laughs> you're your good, You're solid. <laughs> but he also takes your crossbow and all of your bolt notes. No! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then stabs Uther for whatever reason. Somehow he shoots a you crossbow. Hear, you hear Uther shriek from across the <laughs> fog wall. Through the fog. Yeah. The Wilhelm oh stream. Oh my god. Exactly. <laughs> so as the whatever it was goes away... <laughs> Taking its daggers with you. <laughs> we return to the present. <laughs> oh, I would love to that. Well, that just happened. However, I'm still more mad at Creeley right now. <laughs> you had to pick the time where I took a sip of something to say that. That was actually funny. Yeah. She's only got one thread left in this friendship. Caitlin. I have to do one more. Kaylin, make a perception check. Yeah. <laughs> we were so close. So close. More. 14. 14. Um, it's at this moment that you realize that Fango's gone. God fucking damn it! <laughs> I look around for him. Make an investigation check. I feel so dejected. I just made one thread <laughs> joke. 
Uh, that's a 17 for 17? investigation. 17 for investigation. <clears throat> you don't see any track marks anywhere. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Ugh. I want you guys to know, I have been offered real money to kill off Fango. No, you're not allowed to kill off Fango. <laughs> I can, listen, I can. I know you can, but I... Offer, I, I did not take the money. <laughs> but I have that legitimately been offered real money. Yeah, he oh didn't God. take the money and then just run. He's not an NFT, Caitlin. God. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't Oof. great, but I'll allow it because I don't like NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. We're in the village when Fango disappears, right? I mean, you noticed when you're oh. still in the forest. Fuck's sake. You could What's anywhere. wrong? I don't have Fango anymore. When did you last see him? Well, when we were getting dressed, I thought I slung him back in the baby hammock, but. Oh. I just can't with this baby anymore. I'm just gonna go off and look for him. Okay. What are the other so two guess, doing? Chris, have you communicated uh, at all? Marcus, have you communicated at all with what happened in the I did, I did say that I was more mad at Creeley, but you know, <laughs> nobody, you know. <laughs> I think we got off track a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> no, us get off track? That doesn't no sound way. right. That doesn't sound like a thing we would do. <laughs> Never, you're right. Okay, so My let's bad. get back into it. Um, as Caitlin kind of goes off into the forest alone to look for Fango, um, the guard will approach and say, are you ready to return? Um, did you have to say small, uh, water-like four-legged quadruped creature with us on our way here? The cannon? Yes, the cannon. I mean, wasn't she carrying it? Uh, yes, but now it has disappeared, and apparently there are no tracks. Well, maybe somebody in the village has seen it. That's very possible. Caitlin! What? Perhaps we should check the village. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna get a leash for this kid. That sounds My illegal. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Look, they had those baby leashes and they made them look cute by putting monkeys or giraffes on the back. I think it's legal. All right, um, I'm going to go look around. Well. That's what happens if it's cute, it's legal. Ha <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm wearing an anime mask and commit murder. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'm sure I'm sure you'll learn your lesson after this one, at least. If not, I, that little creature is going to lead us into something terrifyingly dangerous, like quicksand or something one day. Oh, hang on, wow. hang on I'm writing that down. <laughs> I feel like that already happened at some point. Yeah, it was during our one shot. <laughs> it was during our one shot. When I dove in and then also oh, Josh no, dove know. in. But then he <laughs> used the step to get out. That's true. No, for the people that for the people that didn't didn't watch the one shot. <laughs> that was a one shot for extra life and it's on my Twitch channel. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. Is there anything you would like to discuss on your way back to the village? So um, Marcus, what did he did the chieftain say anything? Are we going to get our help that we need, or what's going on? Uh, Marcus is going, still tightening his gloves and, like, inserting the daggers in various, like, places on his armor. Like, left, right, up, you know, behind his collar. Belt, 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 leg, boot, you know. I, I kind of um, look at Bartholomew, I'm like, how is that comfortable? Is it like acupuncture? 
Uh, all the daggers? Well, I, yeah, like, what if you, like, kind of move I'd wrong? Be, uh, Marcus seems to be pretty dexterous at, well, most of the time. <laughs> okay. Um, so I feel like he's probably used to it. Or maybe he really <laughs> likes the feeling of cuts all over his body. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not here to kink shame. They're really very secure, you know. And I'm ready uh, to yeah, use but... one on Freely right now. Maybe a few. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Why... I mean, I know she was laughing at the whole thing being a joke, but couldn't have been that bad, right? Did you see all the people in the, the village? Yeah. How they, many people they were naked? <laughs> yes, how many of them were as naked as you, Bartholomew? None of them. But exactly. That's because it was a joke. Yes, it was a joke. Are you fucking serious? Yes. I don't, I don't understand the problem. I mean, it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Plus, you guys weren't even as naked as I was. I was the one that was going, like, full mast. <laughs> More like half mast, but... I, I asked if you were at full mast last episode, and you said no. I'm embellishing. <laughs> Caitlin just looks dead inside, like her brain overfritz because she's really upset about it. Um, and so... Uh, Marcus has kind of like looked sternly. We, we're missing two of our friends right now. They could be in great danger, and this is not the time for practical jokes. <sighs> I mean, I, I get it. I miss I have not having Uther or Gork here is is very disturbing. But sometimes a little bit of humor is a, a way to keep away the, the pain that you're feeling inside. If only that works for everyone. Sorry, it doesn't work for you. But let's, I mean, let's get back then and, and try to figure this out. That's all we can do at this point. Very well. Maybe you can get Creeley back for me somehow. I'm sure there's a way. I'll find a way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I kind of like march faster now that I have like all my daggers secure and stuff. I'm suddenly very worried about my NPC. <laughs> <laughs> if Bartholomew gets back, I'm expecting like a bucket of water. If Caitlin gets back, it's gonna be like your head on a bike. Haha, <laughs> 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 ha, so funny, you're dead now. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> totally didn't lead a talent cat into your room. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know, given your general control over animals, I think she's safe. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Damn. I'm working on it, and I've told you I've been trying to train Fango, but he still seems to get away from me. At this point, you're back at the edge of the Aknarize village. People still seem to be moving throughout. You get a couple of odd stairs, but... Not nearly as much as uh, as much so as when you first entered. <laughs> Benefit of being clothed. Now we just yeah, look like regular outsiders. Yes. <laughs> Not just naked outsiders. <laughs> Nudist outsiders. Right. So I guess when we enter, I'm going to keep looking around and just try to see if maybe Fango got distracted by like, I don't know, a group of kids or a meat cart or I don't even know <laughs> what. kids or a meat cart. Those options Same are just thing. fantastic. <laughs> Same thing. Um, uh, you kind of look around. You're still not really seeing any traces of him. Oh my god, my baby! Okay, so um, as you make your way back to the leader's tent, uh, you are approached by a familiar figure. Uh, you feel someone tugging at your arm, Bartholomew. 
Oh, uh, yes. Hello. And as you look down, you see the gnome from before. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hi there. It's the, sorry about earlier. She just kind of looks at you and, and she opens her mouth and closes it and blushes furiously and holds something out to you. Uh, what is it? <laughs> it's it's wrapped. Oh, you it's don't wrapped. Know what it is. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Do you want me to unwrap it now or? As soon as you take it, she turns and she runs away. Oh. Bye bye. <laughs> you uh, open it and it's a subpoena. I got a gift. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I will unwrap it then since she's. Uh, what you're looking at is a loaf of banana bread. Oh. Banana bread. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You get after us, Scott, and then you pull this shit. I never said I was above it. Ugh, do I, I don't recognize like jokes about what sewing? <laughs> That's because they were puns. <laughs> <laughs> but you made banana bread technically after a that's joke. a that's a that is kind of a physical pun banana bread if you think about okay. it <laughs> but we didn't have to draw it out mine was a one and done y'all kept fucking oh. going <laughs> okay fair you were baking that one for a while then mine was you? a one night stand y'all wanted a uh, relationship <laughs> does it have nuts does the banana bread have nuts <laughs> I'm going into the tent now. <laughs> Marcus, don't you want some banana bread? I go into the tent. I'm changing the name I'm of this episode this. Unhinged. <laughs> I'm leaving. This is what happens when we don't have the rest of the party with us. <laughs> I'm going into the tent now, and I'm never leaving ever. All right, Marcus walks into the tent. Bartholomew, you're staring down now. at your gift. Caitlin, there are nuts in the banana bread. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, I guess I'm going to peek in the tent and see if maybe like Fango went to hang out with Creeley. Okay. Well, we'll start with Marcus. It's, uh, Marcus, you were there before. Um, you look at this scene and you're just clearly tired of the bullshit of the rest of your team. You realize now just how nice it is to have somebody as mission driven as Gork is. <laughs> That's a sentence I never thought I would hear. <laughs> And you wonder internally whether you've had the composition of this party wrong the entire time. Whether Gork was the smart one to have walked into the fog. <laughs> and his suffering. And as you walk into the tent, you find the chief. Um, he's sitting back in his, his seat that you saw when you first arrived. Uh, and he's talking to Creeley, who is sitting across from him. And you can see something moving near Creeley. Like kind of in her lap. Is it Fango? Well, okay. You have to just take away the dramatic element of it. <laughs> but yes, as you walk closer to them, you turn mm -hmm. and the familiar gray figure appears in front of you, happily on his back, belly being scratched by Creeley. And there he is. A moment later, as you're saying, there he is. Caitlin, you walk in. <sighs> and I'd be right behind her. I'd be uh, munching on some of that banana bread, though. Okay. Uh, Jesse, go ahead like... and give me a constitution check. A constitution oh, check? Oh, no. Yeah. Not a save, just a check. Okay. <laughs> I also feel like I'm the single mom that takes a kid to the mall and they just keep running away from me. And I'm just so <laughs> out of breath and tired at this point. <laughs> 
Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> a 12? It's really fucking good. No. It's Damn. really good. And it's warm. And it's warm. Oh, I, I, I have to. I have to. I'll, I'll, you know, try to cut the the tension a little bit and be like, "Does anybody want any banana bread?" A really nice gnomish lady gave me a whole loaf, and it is, oh, so good. I'll take a, a slice. I need a stress eat. Yeah, yeah. Here you go, Caitlin. I'll just. I, it's not even like it, it's not even cut. You know, so I just grab like a chunk. Off of yeah, just, if only you had a knife somewhere. Nah, no knives. <laughs> there's there's none in the area. Marcus. <laughs> Daggers can only put holes in things. They can't slice. You could just do lots of little holes with your dagger oh and then you would God. slice the piece of bread. That's how that works, right? Anybody else? What an episode this is. This is such a good episode. Strangely. <laughs> so at this point in my head, I'm like, do we cut? All of this. No, it's all staying. <laughs> Do we just cut this whole episode? No, it's good. It's great. <laughs> Strangely, okay. I'm not hungry. <laughs> all right. Keep eating my banana bread, Creeley. Uh, oh, hello, Chieftain. Got you want some banana bread? <laughs> he holds up his hand in acknowledgement and says, "I'm fine, thank you." All now right. that you're all here, why don't you take a seat? And he gestures in front of him. And uh, yeah, I'll proceed to take a seat. Okay. Me too. And I'm just going to give kind of a stern look to Fango. Fango, uh, as you look at him, you're, you're looking at his face upside down, tongue just kind of lolling out, lopsided grin, eyes half closed, just clearly in his comfort zone. Oh, I can't be mad at that baby. <laughs> and this is why he gets away with it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Crayley turns and looks at the rest of you and gives you guys like uh, a, a wicked grin and just says, welcome back. Thanks, Creeley. <laughs> at this point, I'm not even acknowledging Creeley. <laughs> I'm merely like looking at the chief and uh, as I sit, I say, these are my friends, uh, Bartholomew and Caitlin. A pleasure to meet you, Bartholomew and Caitlin. I am the chief of the Aknarai. You may address me as you wish, as I have no formal name. Now, is that an actual custom up, uh, uh, among your people? <laughs> you see a, a smile cross his face, and he sort of gives a low chuckle. And he says, it is. We tend to identify one another by scent. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. I'm gonna do. Uh, I want to see if that's true. I just need to at this point. <laughs> I just need to, you know. Nineteen. Nineteen. Um. Yeah. He, he's telling the truth. There's no question. There's no question about it. At uh, your your bullshit meter is uh, working overtime right now after the ordeal you just went through, and there is no doubt in your mind that uh, what the chief just told you was true. Can I look around and see if there's any like hint of like wolf paraphernalia or anything that deals with wolves in any way? I'm just very curious if they're somehow related to those wolves that maybe attacked the village or something. Because if it's uh, if it's by scent, that's interesting. Go ahead and make a nature check. Uh, that's pretty good. A twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, you don't really find anything. Like you said, wolf paraphernalia. Or like I don't know, kind of like. And you, no, no, no. I, I know what or, I know what you mean. You don't really yeah. find anything related to wolves. However, when you look around the tent, you notice just how 
bear it is on the inside. And that's A-R-E, not E-A-R. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Thank you for verifying. Good to know. <laughs> it's bears. <They're> bear people. <laughs> it's bears. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for verifying. All right. Uh. And just like that. <laughs> All right. I guess, I, guess, I guess you're owed one. Oh, wait. No, you're not. I'm the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Banana love bread. You. Love you guys. <laughs> I, I didn't start with banana nut bread. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. Honestly, I didn't want to go there either. All we considered, there. I'm the one who kind of made it into a dick uh, joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to breaking the fourth wall here. I actually didn't make that as a dick joke. <laughs> I just thought, what's a baked good that I actually really like, and I like banana bread. Banana <laughs> bread. <laughs> banana bread. And then Jesse said the thing, and I was like, well, I'm rolling with that. <laughs> Banana oh bread God. is big pug, it's true. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. I feel I just let saw Scott's soul leave his <laughs> if, I, if I if I have any pieces of my soul left that haven't been shredded, <laughs> I'm gonna lose them here in this campaign. Oh my god. Um so as you look around, yeah, you do you do notice how bare the tent is. There doesn't really seem to be anything. There's no sleeping accommodation. Weird. There's a shelf nearby that holds a couple of curios, but nothing really catches your eye. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Maybe he just doesn't live in this chief tent. Maybe there's another living chief tent. <laughs> a living tent. A living tent. Is this a rather large tent? It is. Uh, do, would I notice all the like the extra space? Like the big tent, not a lot in it. Bigger than the others. Um... I'm going to say no, purely because mm -hmm. you have indicated that you are mostly directing your ire at Creeley right now. Fair. All and right. Your, your efforts are being put into your bullshit detection. Right. Okay. Rather than rather than your surroundings. Uh, at this point, Creeley kind of looks looks past you, Marcus, and towards you and says, all right. All right. So Bartholomew. Scale one to ten. How is that? The bread, it's a ten. Oh, no, 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 no. No, the nudist thing. Oh, nice. I mean, you got bread can, out of it. Was uh, it, did it was it the same? It. Was it the same gnome? The, the same gnome. Yeah, so the same damn. exact one. Yeah. Make, make just, an insight check. All right. Oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm re-rolling that with that inspiration. It was on the 20 and it moved <laughs> the, over. The only person I gave inspiration. To yeah, I might as well <laughs> use it, right? That's better. Eleven's better than a, than a six. Okay. <laughs> and she says, nice. But yeah, scale of one to ten. I I'd have to say, given the circumstances and the timing of it all, I'd I'd have to give it maybe. I look a at Bartholomew, and then I look at Creeley, <laughs> and then back at Bartholomew, with just like intensity in my eyes. Given Creeley, Creeley kind of looks at you, Bartholomew, and says, "He's doing the dad look." <laughs> yeah, and honestly, he does have a, a a good point. Like, given the timing of everything, uh, you know, I'd give it about a seven. I'll take different it. different circumstance ten. <laughs> uh, anyways, Chief, these are two of my friends, and we're trying to save two others that went beyond the fog wall in the forest. Creeley, Creeley filled me in a little bit about your circumstances while you were gone getting your things. 
I'm afraid there's not much we can do for you. If the great Nyla has willed their return, they will return. If she deems their lives forfeit, then there is not we can do. Is there any way to beseech the great Nyla on behalf of our friends? Plead we, with her to perhaps return them? We have ways of potentially communicating with her. We have places where we tend to leave offerings. Sometimes there are areas where the fog wall will lighten and allow us to pass through to the other side. Not to where she is, you understand, but to the other side of the rings. But that's, and, she, and the chief will actually point and it says, that's how we retrieved Creeley the first time. But it's a gamble. There's no telling whether or not she'll listen, whether she'll respond. Um, as I said before, I'm, we are desperate. We'll do anything to get our friends back. So we must try something. We're at the point where trying is better than doing nothing. I understand. We'll even go in after them if we have to. I would recommend against that. Tell me, how strong of will are your friends? Hmm. One, I feel, has the will of a mountain. <laughs> and the other one of and a molehill. Yes, and the other, I don't know. He'll, he'll stand his ground on some things, but maybe not as much as Gork. Especially physical. Mental, I'm, I'm sure, but he is um, quite focused. Lots of um, room for activities up there in that head, one could say. Wait, which one are you talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn. Throwing, throwing fucking shade. I, you, can have, you can have some inspiration for that. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, okay. Chief will look at you and he'll say, No, unfortunately... There's not much information that I can give you. But I will tell you this. As far as we have been able to discern from what the great... He holds his hand up again. Nyla has left us. The wall is designed as a barrier, but it's more than that. It is a reflection. A reflection of pain and suffering. Mm. The more you have suffered, the more difficult it will be in the fog wall itself. Is that a reflection of Isla's pain? I'm afraid I don't know. An astute observation. But we don't know what's going on with Nyla. The Akhnerai and the, I wouldn't say Archdruids, but the Akhnerai and Nyla have coexisted for generations. This wall of fog is a relatively new development. Interesting. How new would you say this is? Within the last few months. 
Oh, so very new. <laughs> Before, we had ways of contacting Nyla. We know the location of her abode. It's, as you might imagine, beyond the fog wall. Before, she would always come to us. She would help us. She helped us settle. She helped us survive. Now, I'm afraid we don't really understand what's going on with her either. Whatever the wall is, it's doing something with creatures of the forest. And it's doing things to those who enter it. We sent a scouting party in when it first appeared. And though everyone returned unharmed physically, there was a varying degree of mental destabilization. Two still have not recovered. Are those two still within the village? We have them here. With our medicine woman. She does what she can. They are... Stable enough. Do you think they would let us speak with them in any way? Just to get a better understanding of you know, really what kind of mental scar it's left on them? If you or would perhaps like to the medicine with, woman. If you would like to speak with either the patients or our medicine woman, you're more than welcome to. I sense no ill will from any of you, and Creeley speaks very highly of you. That's a first. <laughs> Please understand that while she has her quirks, <laughs> she is good at heart. If she wasn't, she would not be welcome here, and neither would any of you. I've had sufficient time to read you, and I say you are welcome here among the actors. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. We greatly appreciate that. Of course. Shall I show you to the medicine woman's tent? Very well. Yes, but before you do, I... No, I would not like any banana bread. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I... You already said no, so you don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... What is... What would be your goal? It seems like you would like to reconnect with Nyla, uh, if you revere her so much, uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like this fog wall, for, at least from my understanding, it, it does seem like something foul, and I feel like that would be something that you would also not want to, to have, uh, whether it be because of how the Archdruid is feeling or, uh, how it responds with, with you all, but, but would your goal be to... Well, well, I guess really, what would your goal be? My goal, good sir, is the survival of my people. Nothing more. Hmm. Though we have closer contact with her than most do, the Aknurai revere Nyla as one would a god. Gods don't always give their intentions to us mere mortals. If this is her will... So be it. But my duty is to my people. Understood. 
Very well. Do you have any other questions? I mean, I have one other question. Um, it's not the banana bread. We've already been over that. Uh, but what would you say? Like you said, you you identify people by their scent. What kind of scent do I give off? <laughs> aside from bananas, of course. Uh, yes, aside <laughs> from bananas. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> he looks at you now. And he says, would you really like to know? Yeah, absolutely. May I? Uh, certainly. He stands up then, and he walks towards you. And as he does so, his form begins to shift. Oh. Watch as he drops down to all fours. <laughs> and starts to enlarge. Grow fur. And despite me clarifying earlier, what now stands before you is an incredibly large bear. Fucking call it, he's a fucking bear! <laughs> oh, hello there. <laughs> hello. Oh, you you can speak in animal form? I can. Wow. We all can. Wow. Creely can't. Yeah, Creely, you gotta get up to this guy's level. <laughs> Creely? <laughs> How does Creely respond? <laughs> this is our dig back. <laughs> Creely looks at you. This is what Creely would do. Creely looks back at you, Caitlin. She says, My forms of communication are more nonverbal. And she continues scratching your whale dog. Uh, it's a. That's just an excuse, Creeley. <laughs> <I'd laughs> she bursts out laughing and she says, look, the actor I are on a whole different level from me. <laughs> and at this point, the bear has approached you, Bartholomew. Mm. And it touches its nose to your shoulder. Just gives a big inhale. No, I am not going to sniff into my mic. <laughs> <laughs> This makes me think of the Princess Mononoke scene. The big well, That's fair. That's fair. Sniff. <laughs> and he, he smells you there, and then he takes a moment and moves around towards your back, sniffing all the while. And then he holds up his head, and he says, You smell of change change I don't quite understand that have any copper pieces on you <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's pretty funny though your scent changes even now as I detected Shifting from one to the next. Almost as though there are multiple people showing themselves within. Huh. Not what I expected. <laughs> I thought what? you were going to say I smelt bad. <laughs> <laughs> You've clearly washed. Well, that's a relief. If that's what you meant, 
I mean, you could probably use a bath in the next few days. <laughs> well, I, I honestly I appreciate the reading. Would anybody else care to know this? Huh? Uh, I guess I'll do it, but I also have a follow-up question after we're done okay. with the smell session. <laughs> after we're done with the smell session. Man, this episode really is weird. <laughs> this episode. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's very fair. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you know how I feel about all of your sewing jokes. They were that level of bad. I liked them. Thank you, too. Of course. <laughs> so the bear wanders up to you, Caitlin, and begins to smell you and pauses and smells you again and sort of shakes his, shakes his oh, head fuck. and kind of pause his nose a little bit. Ah, rose tonic. Rose yeah. tonic. <laughs> and he says it smells greatly of roses. Yeah, I do use this rose tonic, but yeah. Maybe <laughs> use a little less. <laughs> okay. But underneath <laughs> that, I smell sorrow. Caitlin has a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Ooh. I go pick up Fango and I hug him. <laughs> I, take, I, I take another bite of banana bread and go, well, at least somebody finally told her about the rose tonic smelling. <laughs> Damn! Dang, right all you throwing some fucking shade. Took a talking bear. And you. <laughs> Me. You. Oh, I don't really know if I need such a thing. And I will respect your wishes. Very well. He wanders yep. away from you. He turns. Everybody's doing it, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at you, Marcus. Mm -hmm. His head sort of cocks to the side. But then he continues to turn. He walks back over to his seat. Watches he slowly shifts back into his bipedal form. I believe you had mentioned a follow-up question. Yes, I was curious. So I know you talked about sending a scouting party in and you have kind of slowly recovered um, some of your people. Does the medicine woman potentially have any like potions that she used maybe to help them that maybe I could ask her about? I feel that would be a question for her. Okay, I'll check with her when we go talk to her. Then if there is nothing else, let's go visit them. One clarification, we recovered all of our people. Oh, good. But we could only recover their physical bodies. What I meant was some of their minds have yet to recover. Right. Right. I did gather that. Because hmm. just because Caitlin, had, you had said you were able to gather some of your people. I Sorry, I meant more like recover them mentally. I didn't really say that correctly. <laughs> okay. So at this point, the chief will stand and he'll walk towards the front of the tent. Do you follow? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And as and you I all exit, he waves a hand at the guard and says, you may go. I will escort them myself. The guard gives Ooh. a deep bow 
and turns and walks towards the edge of their little village. Uh, as you walk over to uh, another large tent, it's maybe what you have to understand about this village is that it's some tents, some rough built stone structures, some rough wooden structures, but it's all in a circular format and centered around it. And it's all centered around, I should say. Am I speaking correctly? Yeah. There's a big yeah. fire pit in the middle. Um, <laughs> got it. Like spokes on a wheel. Like enormous. Oh. Unless he leads you to the other side. Uh, he opens the flap to a tent. And you walk in. And none of you do anything because of your classes. Otherwise, there would have been a check here. <laughs> oh, that's foreboding. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Just going to drop that there, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just going just gonna to leave that there. Just going to leave that there. Great. Cool. Just going just to put that right on the floor. Just see if you see it. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for tuning into another episode of the Roaring D20s. Um, this was a weird one, so I hope you were able to get through the entire episode. If not, I completely understand. You know, everyone's got a line somewhere. Sure this is going to be one of our more, most highly rated episodes. I hope so, because it was funny. <laughs> I Even thought if it was we a didn't great time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't. I think we got some story things kind of like sprinkled in, but it was a fucking hoot. <laughs> No, no, there weren't any owls. Oh, my God. Yep, I was waiting for that. I'm going to log off. Oh, so that's okay. I'm not even going to be in the post show now. All guy post show. All guy post show. All right, thanks very much, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you guys for filling in the cork. Goodbye. Everyone has to do it. (laughs)